Yo, what's up, world? Uh, back from a crazy, crazy hiatus. Uh, it's Dom Hustle. That's at Sir Dom Hustle on all social media platforms, anywhere where uh, you can keep tabs on human beings. You know what I'm saying? More than likely, you can find me at at Sir Dom Hustle. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, www.hustleresponsibly.com for all things hustle. Uh, I know it has been a while since I dropped the episode of Hustle Responsibly, but uh, we back. But to, before we get into today's uh, shenanigans, uh, I do want to shout out two homies of mine. I uh, want to shout out L.A. and Tone of the Scholar Chips podcast. Uh, they've been doing their thing. Um, make sure that you uh, tune in to uh, what they got going on, Scholar Chips. Um, chips, like Scholar Chips, you know what I'm saying? Uh, C-H-A. IP with the with the dollar sign is how you can find them um, on all you know wherever you can find your pods. But some really dope content, really inspirational. Um, make sure you check them out. I actually, like I said, I got uh, uh, my inspiration for uh, this particular episode. I wouldn't even call it like an official episode of Hustle Responsibly. Uh, more so a uh, I guess a bonus episode or just like some bonus content. Um, but I guess in between when they would, uh, do their, uh, full, um, uh, you know, running airing of their, their, their show, uh, they would kind of do some bonus content, some in between stuff just to, uh, keep folks engaged and, uh, you know, rather than keep folks, uh, you know, uh, waiting on these like multi-month hiatuses, uh, or, you know, periods in between me dropping episodes, I, I figure I'd do, uh, you know, just different stuff like this. And so uh, what you will actually hear for the next maybe 15 to 20 minutes or so uh, is not even like, a, um, you know, a traditionally recorded podcast conversation, um, but it's actually a uh, chopped up or, you know, edited, you know, uh, excerpt. That's, that's the word that I'm looking for. It's more of an excerpt, uh, of a panel discussion that I, I had a chance to, to moderate, um, virtually, um, last year, you know what I'm saying? Like last spring. Uh, so I want to say it was like last March, we had this, uh, conversation, uh, virtually, um, the, the audience was, you know, some high school students. Uh, and so, Really, essentially, what we were doing was uh, honoring or supporting um, Black Lives Matter uh, week of week of action in schools. Uh, and so a couple of years ago, uh, really kind of following like. I would say like, the, mm, no, I don't want to get too too far into details because I don't even have my my uh, my data in front of me. I don't want to send you all off. But uh, a couple years back. Um, you know, like the Black Lives Matter thing uh, was really catching momentum, uh, building steam. And, um, you know, there was a resolution passed uh, in the school district here to, um, you know, just kind of honor and support um, their uh, their programming um, that they kind of laid out, um, you know, and so. Uh, what we did uh, or what I had an opportunity of doing was uh, putting on a panel um, that really touched on like black joy, essentially. Uh, and so um, what you will hear is uh, just kind of like some of that conversation that is chopped up 
Um, and so I will kind of hopefully turn that into a small little series. I think there was a, a ton of gems that was dropped. And I, I know I dropped this on YouTube a little earlier, but like, um, you know, just kind of repurpose and remaster um, the, the the dope conversation that was had and, um, you know, kind of share it with you all. Uh, in this this uh, remixed state, if you will. Um, and so, yeah, um, over the next couple of minutes, uh, what you'll hear is just kind of uh, some conversations that uh, I'm chopping up between myself and Webster X, who is a uh, local, uh, well, not, I'm sorry, not a local, but um, native of Milwaukee, who um, happens to be an artist, a creative uh, activist, among some other things. And, um, you know, obviously this was, uh, recorded in, uh, I would say the spring of 2021. Um, and so, um, you know, and essentially we open up with just like, uh, you know, some brief introduce yourself and, uh, you know, kind of share a little bit of like your origin story, if you will, um, to how you, you know, um, started to kind of become this creative or this musician, um, here yeah i mean i'll start that off um music came very randomly and very natural to me right so like the backstory of me is both of my parents are from ethiopia um i'm a first generation american i grew up on the north side of milwaukee and then i went to wauwatosa schooling from like k4 up until senior year of high school so like i feel like i've always been in a lot of different bubbles of people which is why i feel like i'm able to kind of talk to all kinds of different people and then also now I see how that, you know, bleeds into my music. But growing up, I never really wanted to really pursue a career as like a rapper, pursue a career in music at all. I was really just locked into sports. Right. So like I had hoop dreams when I was growing up. Basketball was like everything for me up until I was like pretty much. Yeah, when I cut J uh, JV, that was like sophomore year of high school. And I was like, dang, like and I took it super to heart because I thought I was going to the league. Like, you know, I had all kinds of just crazy visions. And then. I started doing track and field in high school and then everything kind of changed for me my junior high school so I had this teacher named Miss Kasdorf and I was in her poetry class and um, she assigned his poetry assignment to us and again like I was still in a phase of like not really knowing what I wanted to do yet at 17 years old right and I took that assignment and I don't even really remember what it specifically was but all I remember was the reaction when I shared it with the class and her reaction where she pulled me aside after the class let out and she was telling me like you know you really do have something here you have a talent here you should try and explore more she gave me some resources like right away so that was like I was like okay like I don't really think anything of it after that but um I think my ego got struck maybe back then and I was like okay maybe I'll just start writing some poems here and there and like I grew up listening to like you know, all kinds of music, like psychedelic rock was some of the first music I listened to. Then obviously I listened to plenty of rap, like Midnight Marauders is my first album ever by Trap Called Quest, like, and then 50 Cent Get Rich Die Trying was the first album I ever bought myself, you know what I'm saying? So like, I've just been in so many, just, I listen to everything. So then when I went to UWM, um, I went there from freshman to junior year and I dropped out my junior year. Um, Freshman year was when, you know, like a lot of groups like Our Future, ASAP Rocky, a few other artists were coming out. But the biggest common thread that I noticed was like they were all different and doing their thing. And it wasn't this like it wasn't this boxed in idea of like what a rapper had to be, even though I love all the things that a rapper is like the 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 essential rapper starter pack. Is that, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. 
But it was it was an amazing thing to where it opened up more doors for people like myself, who I feel like just is one of one. You know, I, I don't I just I kind of run. I go to the beat of my own drum. So then I started recording um, and I started like laying down. I remember my first rap that I ever laid down. Like, I, like the first song I ever laid down was this freestyle I had over uh, Lil Wayne, six foot, seven foot, because Lil Wayne was like my favorite rapper, of, you know, all time. Um, and and yeah, and then from there, kind of just kept snowballing. But I think the biggest turning point was, you know, when I was I was a sophomore in college and I got my first house with my buddy Damien, who is a person that does a lot of my uh, videos. He's an amazing filmmaker. Um, we got this house. We threw a lot of parties that year. And what I wasn't realizing that I was doing, because like in high school, I was such a chameleon that I didn't really like, I wasn't stuck to just a specific, you know, group of people. But also, like, I wasn't necessarily the most popular, but I wasn't, like, not popular. You know, like, I was just in the middle my whole life, always. I just felt like I always was in the middle. And, um, but I noticed with me throwing all these house parties, like, people that I thought were cool from, like, high school, they all would come. And, like, I'm like, this is just, my world is changing. I don't know. And I didn't realize I was building a huge social network by doing those parties. Like, the police never came to the, you know, these these parties to bust them or anything like that. You know, I was just being young and being 19 and um after that junior high school was when I released my first song underneath Webster X and put it up on SoundCloud it's called Desperate Youth and I played like my first show by the grace of just chance somebody Facebook messaged me and was like yo um I heard this song you should come play this show it was at uh Landmark Lanes on the east side in the in the basement in the moon room I know you know about that Dom um and <laughs> And I just remember the first show out gate, like I just, I gave it my all and, you know, it just, it was such a natural thing. And then the song started taking off on SoundCloud. It got like 25,000 plays after like a month. And I was like, this is working and school no longer became a priority for me because we got to remember I have immigrant parents who like, you know, they want security for you. They want you to, they came here to give you a better, um, a better way of life you know and I kind of was like I'm not I don't want to be a doctor I don't want to be these things I want I want to pursue art like I said right so like we kind of went over my trajectory oh, naturally things just place but my biggest lesson I think is when something did fall into place no matter what it was I always wanted to go the extra mile with it so if that was basketball like that fell into place for me I wanted the extra mile with it didn't work out cool I'll move on track same thing that was supposed to work out. I was supposed to run at UWM, but I just didn't want to anymore, you know, and music was the thing where like, I, I became so obsessed with it. I never wanted to end. And that's how I still feel today at 28 years old. So um, yeah, man, that's kind of, that's kind of my journey. So it's, it's just all very, just, you know, things naturally kind of fell into place, but I think I was always destined for music because now that I look at it, it makes the most sense of why I do what I do. You know, it's, I grew up around a lot of different people. I spoke to a lot of different people. I have influences from everything. So of course I'm going to make art. And of course. So one of the more, uh, I guess, relevant events that was uh, kind of going on or circulating in the city at this particular time was uh, just kind of the, the, I don't want to, I guess, protests. Uh, I don't want to call them riots, but the, uh, the demonstrations, um, majority peaceful uh, demonstrations that were consistently going on in the city of Milwaukee uh, following the, the, the death of George Floyd, uh, and, you know, myself, like uh, I, I would assume many others uh, in different you know, ways and forms, 
that they had the capacity for uh, just kind of, you know, just kind of started to demonstrate joint joint protests, marches, et cetera, um, you know, express themselves in different ways, uh, just as a like a form of expression, just just knowing that we were uh, like the citizens, you know what I'm saying, regardless of how you felt, if you felt like it was right, it was just like, or, or wrong, or, you know, uh, didn't know what to feel. It was just like a lot to process because uh, we were, you know, experiencing this uh, as a, as a nation. Um, and so like, uh, one thing that I personally, uh, did was, um, you know, get into biking. Uh, it was something that I, I really fucked with when I was a, a short, like when I was younger. Uh, and so I would bike a lot. And so like, I, I felt like that particular year, um, I jumped on the bike heavy as a, as a way to just kind of like, well, one, it was safe, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, something to be outdoors, uh, stay away from like that cabin fever or whatever. Um, but I did feel like it was, uh, you know, helpful for, uh, my mental health, uh, if you will. And so, um, while all of this is going on, um, you know, Web Webster actually is organizing, uh, an organization, Black is Beautiful, that, um, uh, alongside some others, um, and, and, and kind of like the, <clears throat> their big splash was, uh, hosting these, uh, Black is Beautiful rides as a, essentially a form of self-care and like relaxation and like, um, you know, just kind of like, uh, take care of yourself, uh, while you're going through this, like, super, super stressful moment, um, and, and like processing and all of this stuff. Um, and they turned it into a series. So I think there were, uh, three in total. Uh, and so right here, I am, uh, kind of asking him what was the, the backstory to the Black is Beautiful, uh, organization and bike ride. Uh, and so this is what we got. Pandemic, right? Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, that happens in like January, February, 2020, kind of goes under the radar. George Floyd happens, everything gets bubbles to the surface. We're like in spring now, right? And while this is all happening, you know, I'm paying attention. I'm sharing stuff to my, my Instagram stories and stuff, just trying to stay involved and stay active. That's kind of how I've always been since the beginning of time. Like since I was 18, I was tweeting like, you know what I'm saying? just forget Republicans kind of thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, just I don't mess with the police. That's just kind of how I've always been. Um, and I had, it was crazy how this all happened. So like, I was finishing my album. We were shooting the cover art for it. I was getting a mix and mastered. I was going to put my album out last year. And then when the George Floyd killing happened, I remember like that night was so crazy. We were shooting the cover. Well, it wasn't the night that he got killed. This was maybe like two days after, but, um, the night that we were shooting the cover art for my album was the night that all the protests had uh, bubbled over and spilled over to Milwaukee. So we were in at Reservoir Park um, in River West and the shoot ended. I just hear like a bunch of like horns and sirens, stuff like that. It was crazy, it was like magical. Like right when the shoot ended, we were like cut, boom, commotion. We run to the edge of the hill, like what's going on? I see this giant fleet of cars, you know what I'm saying? Like going around this, the, the North Avenue roundabout by that BP. Um, and, you know, you're just blown away by the energy. You're like, wow. And then in that moment too, I'm like, wow, like this is real here now. Like this is come to Milwaukee. And honestly, it was electrifying, man. I'm the type of dude, I get charged by people. Like being a pandemic was so like heart wrenching for me. 
I had crazy anxiety, right? Um, because I just realized I, I'm charged by purpose. I'm charged by, I have to do something, you know? That's my Virgo coming. I gotta be on something. Um, and um, so actually just bounce back real quick. In quarantine, the way I cope was biking. Like I, that's the way I would feel like power again in myself, right? Like I'm locked in the crib all day. I'm FaceTime with homies. I'm doing Netflix virtual watch parties. I'm just trying to do anything to stay sane, right? Just to get through a day. And biking, yeah, it was a huge coping mechanism. So fast forward, right? The bike became a huge theme with the album. Um, nobody's known that yet. So I guess I'm gonna just spill it here. But like, um, that's a reoccurring theme with the project and the videos and stuff, but like cycling and just motion. But that happened. I protested for two to three days straight after that. One day it was like 90 degree heat. I was going in all day. I remember I had to come home and take a break because it was like walking past my house. And I don't know, it was just, it was such a crazy experience, man. Like I'll never forget those first three days of protesting in Milwaukee. Like it was, it was really up there, you know what I'm saying? And I saw a lot of stuff that I had to talk to my therapist about um, just because yeah, it was just, it was just war, to be honest. It was a civil war. And um, so that happens. I'm at the LGBTQ march, which was a week later. Took a little break for myself. I was like, okay, I need to mentally just chill out. And I, my homie, um, Mag Rodriguez, he's a program director for Backline. He texted me this flyer of this bike ride that I did in Los Angeles. It was called Ride for Black Lives. And he was like, make it happen. That's all he said. And I looked at that text and I was like, Okay, called him right away. And then we started talking. And I was just like, I was like, wow, we really do need to do this in Milwaukee, you know? But like one thing that he brought to the table was just just switching it up, you know what I'm saying? Like switching up what what these the, this 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 ride or just what the energy was gonna look like. And I couldn't agree more. And then from my side, I was like, we need to bring in some sort of mental health model or mission behind it. Like at that point, we were what? I think when the bike ride actually happened, I think we were maybe like 20 days into protesting. So I knew we all needed a break. And I started just reading a lot while, you know, the, the protests were happening. And some of the biggest things I was reading and learning about was like, Black people don't need to be doing anything right now. We don't have to be protesting. We don't have to be walking. We don't have to be, we don't have to be doing any of that. And it's like, the reason why we end up having to is because sometimes nobody's going to do it for us. But at the end of the day, this was really a time for, you know, white people to realize and learn more and teach each other things, right? Like I was getting DMs, people hitting me up like, so like, what can I do to support? What can I do this? And that's an easy thing for me. I can like, you know, steer you towards certain fundraisers, certain resources. But as far as, you know, me educating you, that's that's where I set that boundary up. And um, so yeah, just like that whole time period was just a lot of, it was an accumulation of a lot. I know I'm like kind of, you know, scattered with all these thoughts but to focus on the ride we book we looked uh, we planned that in eight days so like it was just a this is the this is the mission you know like I think what was cool was I got to use all my talents of event throwing in the past in Milwaukee like I've done kind of you know off the beaten path events that aren't even you know shows and it was just time and we assembled the team and um and we did it in eight days and you know we had about two 2,500 people at the first ride which was crazy and like I think the reason why we all knew it was going to do well and also do well for people was because it was just something different at that time. You know, like we're all marching every single day and that gets tiring. 
how about a Sunday, right? We did it on Sunday very purposely. Sunday's always a day of relaxation and reflection, right? And and we did it on a Sunday and we got people on wheels. And a big thing for me was I wanted to see more people of color on wheels, black people on wheels, because I've always grown up doing alternative things like in the hood, like skateboarding or like bike riding and stuff like that. And, you know, riding your bike is not that like, that's not that different for people like to live on the North side, but still it's like actually like cycling, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's something that black people get easily just run up. Um, anyways, that's my own little fantasy, but, um, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was a powerful thing. And the biggest thing too, was like, you know, I, I got Mr. New York, who was a, a well-renowned DJ in Milwaukee to DJ on top of a van and, you know, kind of like, just bring the energy up, man. Like, let's have some fun, but let's also have fun that's fueled by purpose. And really all that was, was just making our voices heard. Like, that's all I wanted to do, do that day. That was my only co contribution. And, after that first ride, it just caught crazy, crazy attention after like the aftermath of the ride. And then we did another one in August and now it's become a thing where we will do two more this summer. And um, it's again, just a good way for, you know, the, the, the mission statement is fighting the powers of full-time job. Like, you know, take a day to relax, take a day to enjoy, but also feel in solidarity with you know, people that look like you. And another intentional thing, the last thing I'll say about the ride was I made sure that we had black and brown people at the front. So like when we lined up at the front of the ride, I made sure that when we get these photos, that press will be taken. When we get, you know, whatever is going to be shown of this ride, I want it to look a certain way. So for people that don't, I mean, it, it, there's so many reasons, right? Like, you know, being in the back of the bus, there's, there's so much, uh, there's so many different metaphors that I had going through my head for that decision but the biggest one was so people that don't normally bike or people from the north side of the south side of Milwaukee that don't even get access to these things because those areas are set up in specific ways where there aren't many bike shops there aren't many things besides you know big box stores like you know Walmart and so on and so forth and liquor stores like we just don't get the same access so I want to inspire kids you know, to be able to, to see themselves in us and they want to go just ride a bike, bro. Like, go get a, tell your mom you want to go get a bike, you know, and, um, and the route on the ride too, for both of them, the first one was predominantly North side. The second one was predominantly South side. Um, and then we just touched the East side at the end, you know, and like, cause I had people texting me, you know, some of my like white friends, they was like, there's parts of Milwaukee that I had never even seen before. It was crazy. You know, it's like, I'm blown by that. I'm like, y'all just thought it was the East side and downtown, but a lot of these white people are also aren't from Milwaukee. They come from, you know, so on and so forth, wherever. And then they like, you know, stay here for college. And then they're like, oh, I like Milwaukee. I'm going to stay here. But they don't see the whole Milwaukee. So that was the mission that I'm looking forward to expanding on and just trying to educate more. So essentially my last question for Webb and the rest of the panelists was, um, and this essentially the question was posed was, uh, if you can describe black joy in one word or one phrase, what would it be? Black joy is important. And it's important because in film, TV, ads, whatever, Black trauma is one of the most flipped, sold things, you know, and people love it. And they don't even realize what they're watching. They don't realize what they're necessarily supporting. And a lot of these stories are important to tell. But even for Black folk to watch Black trauma, that's it becomes all we know. So, like, I want to just so I want to see Black people you know, having the cheaper by the dozen movie or whatever, like, you know, just like, I want to see more of that. That's what I want to see. And Black Joy and just seeing it in photography and film, like I said, it's just, 
extremely important. I want to see a black kid with a lollipop on a swing, you know, not in the street with a chalk drawn around him, even if that is most of our reality.